from your exact location, we proudly present to you, your host for tonight, here's Ainsley! And welcome to Price Tag Pod, where we attempt to put a price tag on your dignity. I'm your host, Ainsley Blakely-May, and I'm joined by my guest for this evening. My next guest joins us from the other side of the world, you know, depending on the location of where you are, of course. Uh, her podcast challenges the perception of marijuana, or does it reaffirm it? I'm not actually sure, but it is very chill content. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a dope contact high from your host of Stone and Social. It's Natalie. What's up? What's up, Ansley? How are you? I'm happy to be here today. Maybe. I am good. I am currently, maybe. <laughs> Pending. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm highly caffeinated. I'm ready to roll. Um, yes. Yeah. Are you excited to be here? What's, what's, what's the vibe? How's it going on your I end? I am super excited to be here. I had a little tiny bit of an edible before because I knew I was going to make, be making questionable decisions. So I thought I would chill out. That might be a good life choice. I mean, it depends. I think you might be the first person to indulge in such a product, um, but I have no idea. I don't know what my guests actually do. I don't question I don't test. I can't test over the internet, you know. I don't swab. It's okay. I'll claim it. I'll claim the first spot. Yeah, take it. Cool. Are you ready for your first question, Natalie? Oh, gosh. Am I ever. Nice. $10, Natalie, would you squeeze a lemon on an open wound? For $10? Yeah. Uh, Are we talking like paper cut or like big wound? I guess like a graze. Somewhere between the both. You know, you tripped (laughs) over, maybe you skinned your knee. Uh... Not for $10. I'm thinking like, like I've actually cut myself a little bit. So not $10. It's not the problem. It's not the, the citrus is the issue. Is it what, is it the size of the wound? Or? It's the, yeah. I'm not asking you to, I'm not asking you to hurt yourself. No. This is something that's already happened pre Yeah, this is already, I've already hurt myself. And now I'm trying to decide if I'm going to put lemon juice in it. It's the size of the wound that I think is turning me away. Okay. Because if I offered a lime, would that make it a bit more persuasive? Limes <laughs> are much smaller fruits than lemons. Um, yeah, I could do. It. I could do it with a lime. I feel better about a lime. Would you do a lime for eight dollars? I'd do a lime for nine dollars. Eight dollars fifty. Okay, eight fifty. You got me. Nice. Oh, it's gonna burn. A little less than eleven. The thing is, I think limes are much more sour than lemons, but my opinion is repeatedly shunned down. So. <laughs> I took that as like solid medical advice. I was like, yeah, makes sense. I mean, it, it might cleanse out your wound. I'm not quite sure. There's, I'm nowhere near a doctor, so I have no idea. I, don't, I wouldn't recommend it. Clearly. So as we just discussed earlier on, um, you consider yourself to be a cannabis advocate. I'm just wondering, um, how is it to be an advocate in, in the U.S., for example, I mean, what, what steps do you actually partake in? Well, I do. I, I use a lot of cannabis. That's I'm, I'm a big advocate for using it. So I always get behind using it on a regular basis. And I try to do the things that matter outside of my house, outside of my couch, outside of my podcast. I like to go to any kind of, you know, again, before I'd like to go to protest and things like that get the word out, sign petitions, and volunteer my time where needed with um, nonprofit organizations who support cannabis. So would you say you're into microdosing or macrodosing or what's your routine? Yeah, I think 
for the standard stoner, I'm I'm pretty lightweight. I only use for the podcast and maybe one other time through the week. So I don't really have that much. And because the state that I'm in or the place that I'm in has a strange law with cannabis, then I am very aware and conscious in my use of it as well. Yeah, I've been, um, I'm very heavily into um, mycology. So I'm very much into psilocybin, which is Ooh. very, very illegal in Sweden. I have not yet actually tried to supplement it, but if I were to do so, I would most likely microdose. I think it's a very potent um, hallucinogen, but uh, I think it's a very, I think it's a very eye-opening experience. I would assume. I don't know if you have any experience with psilocybin. I, I do. It is decriminalized here, and so we are able to purchase it um, in various forms because it's not criminalized anymore. I thought it was. Um, not criminalized on the west coast it's i'm in dc and so we have we have a very strange law which is why we have cannabis but you can't sell cannabis here everything has to be a gift and so all the cannabis i purchase i'm not really purchasing the cannabis i'm purchasing something else and then this comes with it as a gift that's really strange it's a very, and it's so weird to be this close to the White House and to be able to use cannabis, but also know that you can't pay for it. It has to be a gift. So sometimes I will buy a postcard or a sticker, and with it, I will get free edibles. That will be the gift as the edibles. But you and I, and the person who's selling me the postcard or sticker, knows I'm buying the cannabis. That is a very backhanded thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's so strange. So weird. Yeah, for 25 bucks, would you be sober for one week? For $25? I guess this is still current times, right? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, hmm. How would that make a big difference in your life? I feel like, especially now being stuck inside, not being able to hang out with my friends, uh, doing things like this, you know, boredom will start to set in. So I have definitely experimented more with my cannabis use in the past year, year and a half than ever, I think, because I've just had more time on my hands to do so. So before it was very easy for me to do things sober because I was just doing all the things and going all the places and hanging out and I had lots of things to distract me. But now I think having to stay in, um, hmm, for $25 a whole week, well, I guess, I guess, yeah, this depends on your definition of sober, but I think I could do it for $25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is also like alcohol and, you know, being clean. I don't know what your consumption of alcohol is like. Yeah, I don't drink alcohol. I'm Cali sober. So I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss anything that alcohol brought to my life so yeah i think i could do it for 25 dollars could you do it for 2150 oh oh i really liked it when it was a round number could i do it for 22 dollars i can and this is why i go for odd numbers <laughs> i've learned a few things from this podcast <laughs> haggle inconsiderably inconsiderably yes. I just, I lost $3, yeah. I also like pulling random numbers on my ass. I think it's fun. I, I was speaking to one guy before who um, I basically offered him two weeks of his salary for one event. 
And he said, I have to do it with point, point 0.01 at the end. So I'm actually earning more than my salary because otherwise it's embarrassing. <laughs> I like the way he thinks. <laughs> yeah, that's really going to throw my related questions. For some reason, I assumed that maybe you would consume some form of alcohol because in my, in, I'm European, so there's a mm-hmm. lot of oh. alcohol in our culture. Oh, yes. I know my husband is British and we get into a lot of debates about alcohol. And um, yeah, so it's it's so weird because he has such a different attitude about it than I do. I could take it or leave it. And I don't think he could. No, I, I would struggle. But the thing is, I understand that alcohol has been in European culture for many, many years, more so than mm-hmm. cannabis has ever been. So the fact that it's written within our laws and within our jurisdiction that we're allowed to consume alcohol on a regular basis, when realistically cannabis isn't as harmful or it, oh, no. it's a debatable thing, you know, um, and to think that it's criminalized, is, um, I would find pretty ridiculous. The thing is, that I'm not really on any side of the fence because I've never used cannabis in my life. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those, those situations where <laughs> my opinion isn't really welcomed. <laughs> it has no legs. <laughs> It just slides along. I think as someone who has, you know, I did drink very heavily in college, like most college kids and after and having found cannabis for me, it's just it's a night and day sort of thing. None of my stories of regret begin with, well, we went out drinking or I mean, sorry, we smoked cannabis. It always starts with we went out drinking. And so for me, I just they're they're very two different two different vibes for me and I prefer this one so I wouldn't miss it but I know there's tons of people who would yeah I would agree with most Europeans on this question <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skim right over this one here and go through real okay. fast because we have I have a question about booze after this one um, I came up with this the other day when I was taking a dog walk 50 bucks would you sit on an ant pile and stay there for 20 seconds 50 dollars oh, are these fire ants no, I, I don't really know what ants we have here in Sweden, but they just regular they build ants. these big old yeah these big old um, piles. Oh yeah, like the huge ant hills. Hmm. Yeah. Fifty dollars. I mean, I'm more like it sounds stupid, but I'm really concerned about hurting the ants. Like I'm I'm very worried about about hurting ants by sitting on an ant hill. You are aware that if an ant was to be the size of a human being, they'd be able to lift the entire planet, right? With their strength, yes. They are crazy strong. I do know that. But would they, is the, is the question, would they? Um, I'm, okay, for, for 20 seconds, you said? Yeah. I'd do it for 15 seconds. How are you going to spend your five seconds after that? I'm I'm just going to get up and make sure that the ant hill and the ant pile is okay. Okay, you don't have a meeting to get to. You're not a busy woman. I I can't can't pay for 20 seconds of your time. (laughs) So busy, so busy. I like the fact that I've equivalated this to, like, if they were human size, they would lift up the planet. But then the question is, what's their motive? Why, why would they want why? to do that? Why would they do that? Years of oppression from us, clearly. Never sharing picnics or anything. And the difference in this situation is that you're kind of embracing the empire with your, with your whatever you're going to be sitting on. I mean, like, that would be the same as, like, yeah, what happens if you just put the earth on the ant? Like, and just squash. They, 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, they can lift it up, but I mean, if the earth has comes with some sort of propulsion, it might not actually <laughs> allow them to survive much longer. Let's say they're totally fine. Let's okay. say that they're not, there's not so much of an issue with the, with the ants and stuff. But I can give okay, you 15 then, seconds, yeah. but I'll give you 15 seconds, but I want to give you $45. So I have to lose money? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sitting, yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That, I think that's that's wow. That is an amazing rate. I want to be in that profession. <laughs> Whatever can charge that, I want to do it. This is like cake sitting, but for Anne, I appreciate. <laughs> cool. Very nice. Yeah, my next question would have been: You are a cannabis advocate, but where do you stand on alcohol? But now we kind of understand. What is it specifically mm-hmm. about alcohol that you don't actually appreciate? Is it the effects afterwards? Is it the, the way you feel? Is it the, the not being able to control your emotions or? Um, I mean, I don't get that out of control. Like, I, I think we've all, if you've had alcohol, gotten drunk, you've been out of control. They call it spirits for a reason. I feel like alcohol is a very slippery slope. You can be having an incredible, amazing night. And then in the blink of an eye, it's like people are fighting or someone's fallen. Or I just feel like the the risk of using alcohol is not worth the short lived results, like the rewards of it for me. So I don't, I don't like how I feel afterwards, but I also just don't like the implications that it opens up. Yeah, I can respect that. The thing is what I've worked out with a lot of alcohol and my consumption of it is, especially recently, is that I've been able to examine myself, like say I take, say I've drank a few beers and someone says something which I don't necessarily agree with. And just feel this kind of anger building up inside of me. Mm-hmm. But now recently I've been realizing like, what, what is that anger about? Why, why do I feel that way? And I don't understand how I could actually come to that conclusion without alcohol being involved because it kind of heightens like emotions and heightens your yeah. way you perceive things. Maybe I would have come up with that organically, but I found alcohol to be quite a good experiment to it. But I don't think people really view it the same thing. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so either. And it also lowers your threshold for um, your tolerance threshold. So like you said, you might not say anything when you're sober, but when you're drunk, you're kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this or it's going to build on me until I do say it because it lowers your inhibitions. And so your emotions are are already like being pressed in different directions to, you know, extremes that you're not used to. And now you also have a tolerance for less bullshit, basically. And so I think that combination, it's just, it's like Red Bull and vodka. It's always going to end poorly. <laughs> I had, uh, I remember when I was around about 17 and I mean, the legal drinking age here in, in UK or Sweden is uh, 18. So I was asking a friend of mine who was of, of age to buy me uh, Jägermeister and Red Bull, I think. Jäger bombs, we call yeah. it. Um, and he told me that's a terrible thing to do. And I said, well, most things are terrible, but okay, explain to me why. And he said that Jägermeister was using the war to actually slow down the heart rate mm-hmm. um, of soldiers that had just been poisoned so they wouldn't react to the poison in such a, a crazy way. I believed this bullshit when I was 17, <laughs> but then I found out this was too cheap. Um, but the thing is, when you mix when you mix Jägermeister, that was the true effect with Red Bull, which mm-hmm. is a stimulant. Yes. And you have this thing which can actually cause like heart palpitations mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of negative effects. 
I don't know. I, I never work out if it's true or not. It, it is true, actually, um, because the stimulants in the energy drink will mask the depressant effects of alcohol. And so that's why, at least here, we had a line of drinks called Four Loco that was banned because it was energy drink and malt liquor. And it was just causing all of these very, very bad things happening to people drinking them so they can no longer sell them at the same um i think they have to have less alcohol in them than they did before but yeah you really shouldn't mix a depressant and a stimulant like that i actually had a four loco when i was in mexico a couple of years ago it was like eight eight point five 8.5 or something yeah they're gross but they will mess you up <laughs> i yeah i actually quite enjoyed it <laughs> like they they will mess you up because you're kind of like you're you've got that kind of relaxed feeling from the alcohol but you're also just buzzed from the energy drink it's very confusing i mean we have like alco pops in the uk and in mm-hmm. sweden and they're, they're like 4.5 percent of the beer and it's basically a vodka soda with some artificial flavorings and stuff yeah that's why they had to ban them though yeah yeah you don't see them much in sweden anymore i totally understand anyway natalie for a hundred bucks could you drink a whole bottle of booze in 24 hours a whole bottle of booze yes oh <laughs> uh, i mean i wouldn't because i haven't drank in almost two years i would take more than a hundred dollars for me to drink a whole bottle of booze what's a bottle in the states what's that in like milliliters or car, I don't know what you call cups <laughs> what do you ounces ounces yeah I've got an ounce we can do ounces yeah I know milliliters um right. we I mean because you're talking like you're talking like a bottle like you're talking like a proper like something you'd bring to a party right I'm talking a bottle of Jack Daniels or a bottle of Smirnoff or whatever you have going oh my a kettle gosh. one if you fancy I'm a tequila person when when I do drink and so it, I would, no, like I couldn't, $100, no, for 24 hours, couldn't do it. Do you have 500 mil bottles, um, 50 mil bottles in the States? We do. 500 mil, yeah, sorry, 500 mil. We do. Okay. We've got, we've got really small ones and we've got really big ones. So the 50 milliliters are like the ones you get on the airplane. Yeah, no, I, I meant 500. Because the, the thing is, I study bartending and the thing is we learned the centiliters, mm-hmm. which is basically a milliliter, but take a zero off or you know at a point um so I, I get kind of confused a little bit myself so you're talking um, about the big ones Oof. i'm talking about 500 mils which is half a liter oh uh, no i can cut you down to that okay what about a liqueur okay we're getting better i don't well i don't know because the thing is like i i'm i'm one of those people who i just now that I've not drank for so long, it's like a personal contest to me. It's like I'm beating myself right now. I mean, it's 24 hours. If you had two days off work, and I mean, you started one evening and then you slept and then you tried it again, that's 250 mils per consumption. I would need at least, I would, I like, it's no, I couldn't do it for 100. 48 hours. 50 mils, uh, sorry, 500 mils and 100 bucks. I get an extra day now. Yeah. I am really contemplating this. Um, I have chasers. Am I going to be able to drink other things? 
Yeah, you're fine. It's just you need to find the time to... I get back to you in two <laughs> in two days. That bottle needs to be empty. I need you to can't pour it down the drain. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> hmm. Could I? Could you offer me like one fifty? I can give you one thirty-five. One thirty-five, and we're at. Are we still at five hundred milliliters? Yeah. I need you one forty. I can do one forty. Yes. Okay. I'm not. I've never been this happy to fake drink alcohol. By the way, it was just like air punching and everything. I think you're one of the first people on the show that um, doesn't really enjoy alcohol so much. No, I mean, I used to. I used to really enjoy it. And then I found cannabis and it's just way better, like in my opinion. Just, just out of curiosity, what, what alcohol would you take? I guess tequila or? Yeah, I definitely would have taken some Patron for sure. Patron Cafe. Love Patron. I, we have bottles of it here, but, you know, now they're just for decoration. We didn't really, I think we can get Patron in Sweden, but it's expensive, which oh, is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the thing is we have absolutes here, um, oh, which right. is you which do. is our pennies. You know, that's that's really not much money here. But the thing is in Sweden, in the US, I can imagine it's considered gourmet vodka, right? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the nicer vodkas. That's, it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah. And the frustrating thing is I'm, I'm a real big fan of Mezcal. I fell in love with it when I was in Mexico. And the oh, thing is, yeah. It's only, only done in Mexico. So when it comes over to Sweden, it costs you a lot of money. Oh, oh, I can imagine. When we go to California, we always go down across the border and try to bring some back because it's it really like it's very good. You have to not everyone likes it, but I think if you if you give it a try, well, it's just really nice. Are you able to sip on that and enjoy it or is it still too too much for you? Um, It's usually too much for me, but I understand and appreciate that it it can be, you know, it can be sipped on. You don't have to do a shot of it or whatever else. So, yeah. The thing is, I'm, I'm moving even deeper into the countryside in Sweden over the course of the year. Um, and the thing is, I have maybe two or three bottles of mezcal. But I know for a fact that where I'm moving to, I'm probably going to be the biggest mezcal collector <laughs> wherever I am. That'll be, that'll be very cool. You can start being like, I'm a connoisseur and come see my collection. I, I would honestly challenge people to try to make themselves the biggest mezcal connoisseur of that area because I just want to have some diversity here. Do for it. Are you like throwing down the gauntlet? Are you, you trying to challenge someone to beat you in... Mescal connoisseurism is that a thing <laughs> that is me that is me dropping the mic here okay 250 bucks um first of all i've got to, I've got to ask um washington is well known for its fruit isn't that correct the apples is that a stereotype you mean washington dc yes <laughs> um i think it's a stereotype i don't really know much about our apples here it's funny like I, when we had um a bartender so i was working and i had some guests from washington and they told me about like how important apples are when it comes to their economy and i was like what, what the fuck and i looked it up and washington is basically the apple state is it washington state huh because washington state is is on the west coast i'm in dc i'm on the east coast so we're not really a state technically so you're district of columbia aren't you yeah so we're not yeah. technically a state but there's no that so the apples thing just kind of goes over your head or is that like a typical touristy thing i'm pretty sure that's washington state not washington oh. dc but it's okay because lots of people do that trust me lots of people 
we have to say, like when I go to the West Coast and I say I'm from Washington, I have to say I'm from D.C. because if I say Washington, they think I just mean a few hours up instead of on the other side of the country. Okay. Well, maybe my <laughs> quest- next question will make sense. Okay, anyway. 250 bucks. Could you eat five apples a day to stay for two weeks? Five apples a day for two yeah. weeks? Yes. For $250? Yeah. Seems easy. I'm not a huge apple fan. Um, yeah, I could do that. That's easy. Yeah. I could do that. I mean, take some time to think about that question because that's five apples a day. <laughs> it sounds you can just kind of shrug it off when you think about like every day through breakfast and through lunch and through dinner. You know? I, f- I feel like I'm going to get creative with these apples and start doing things with them. I'm going to make some pies because if I just, if I put five apples in a pie, then I can technically eat a pie a day. <laughs> and that sounds pretty awesome. That's a fair point. I was just thinking about cutting them up and putting them in salads. So right. that's the way mm-hmm. I, I go. Okay, I think outside the box. <laughs> okay, if you can do that, can you do it for $200? I'm not the world's best baker. That was a lot of bluffing. Um, let's meet in the middle at 225. Yeah, that's fine with me, 225. <laughs> I always feel like I lost when you agree to my price so quickly. I'm like, oh no. This is how I find out I'm allergic to apples is during this. Hopefully that's on like day 10, yeah. not like day two. <laughs> You must continue. Yeah, no, I, I could do that. So, I'm trying to put the caveat is like you can't sprinkle cinnamon onto it. They're like, oh no, my pie. <laughs> it's going to be so bland. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can have condiments. It's fine. <laughs> ketchup and apples. Oh God. <laughs> I know like a lot of people, I mean, I think what I would do is probably dehydrate them and make them like. Uh, make dried. Yeah. And I like, put them on music. Yeah, that's a that's that's see, I like that. I didn't even think of that. I just immediately thought, how can I make apples good? Mask them in something that's not apples. <laughs> Almost Europeans would probably make cider or something. Ooh. Just drink cider for two weeks. Yeah, that would be <laughs> would fall out, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you will get through your five apples very quickly. Um, how are you with uh, freedom of speech and people believing in um, conspiracy theories and such? I mean, do you think it's dangerous for society or do you think it's harmless fun? I think it doesn't matter. I think it's human nature. It's going to happen. Uh, I am a firm believer of balance and everything. And I think if you have people who are going to blindly follow certain rhetorics and, you know, people and mindsets and things like that, you're absolutely going to have on the other spectrum people who just will fight tooth and nail against it no matter what. I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracy theorist myself, but I love learning about them and reading about them and listening to people get very passionate about them. I feel exactly the same. And I'm really, I do enjoy meeting people that agree because a lot of people just try to shun it and push it away. The thing is, I could sit and listen to Alex Jones for, for days and days and days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure the term can, again, this could be a conspiracy. Um, I'm pretty sure the term conspiracy theory came from the FBI basically trying to kind of take the power away from people who 
were did have these questions and ideas that didn't necessarily align with what was being said and so they coined this term conspiracy theory so that they could pretty much insult and discredit anyone who didn't agree with them and i think this came in like the 60s around uh, jfk's time doesn't even sound unplausible to be honest <laughs> that could make a lot of sense i've been watching a lot of x-files as well oh. <laughs> there's a lot of that oh geez if you if you sat down and like went through with like a fine tooth comb and you realized if they were to release it nowadays so many people would be like yeah that's exactly what happens this is how it goes <laughs> Yes. I almost found myself falling into that hole, like, oh, that could totally happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm here, you know, at at the hub of it all. And there are lots of things here that I think people don't know. If you don't live here, you wouldn't know that kind of sound conspiracy theorist, but are true. So there is a train. There are train tracks that go from the White House to the nearest international airport underground and only one train can go on it and it is specifically for the president to take in a state of emergency or if we have a terrorist attack or anything like that but a lot of people wouldn't believe this but it is true it is real there is a real track that goes from the white house to the airport underground and it's one of those things where it just sounds made it's if you saw it in a tv show you'd be like oh yeah that doesn't really happen but it does and it's very true straight from the mouth of washington dc yeah you heard it first on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) just google it google will confirm it that's fantastic 500 bucks your bss believes that the earth is flat oh no no you said you love conspiracy theories i I do love conspiracy theories, but this one has got to die. If the dude who built his own rocket ship to go up into space to prove that the Earth was flat couldn't do it, then I don't. Am I trying to convince my friend to not? It's up to you. I mean, they're your, they're your best friend. You can just be like, yeah, whatever, dude. Let's not talk about that. I mean, it's, it's up to you. I must have a friend that believes Earth is flat. They're your best friend. Like, you can't just disown this person. They're going to be in your life. But they might <laughs> even be your bridesmaid. Who knows? Oh, fuck. I can't. I don't. <laughs> I... <laughs> I I don't think I could I man I don't even know I barely can say it I can't take anyone seriously who believes the earth is flat I'm so sorry for any flat earthers listening I have read the arguments for this and I just it's no I don't know if I can have a best friend who's a flat earther doesn't have to be your main point of conversation it's just that you you know every time he talks on the undertone it's like they they believe in this i'm not gonna respect this person <laughs> um oh god for 500 dollars okay um if i never have to talk to them about it ever if it's just like a known topic that we never discuss ever we've had this one discussion and we recognize that this is going to tear our friendship apart for like $600. The thing is, you, you can't just get to like that because if you say to her like, oh, I plan on um, traveling traveling the world and you mean across, right? And you're like, no, I mean around the world. No, no, no you mean across. She's adamant. Yeah. 
she's very she's very flat earthy okay <laughs> um geez, i the, my my main concern with with associating with a flat earther is that's my street cred like i don't want to necessarily be associate it but i'm i also feel like i'm gonna have a moral like just a moral obligation where i'm gonna feel i need to prove to them that it's round so i don't think i can do it for 500 you said 600 before right yeah but you're right you're right it's gonna come up in little things i'm gonna be like oh i'm just gonna get in this plane and they're gonna be like oh where's it going and it's gonna be whole thing the thing i don't understand is like if this one if this specific conspiracy theory is chain linked to other things like global warming for example because they believe there's an ice fall all the way around so they can't specifically believe in global warming because what happens when that melts are we just gonna all fall outside or what? I don't, I don't think they know either. And this is great. This this allows them, you know, I feel like flat earthers have kept themselves in this infinite loop where they can't nothing can be proven to them, but it also can't be disproved because in the ways you wanna prove it it relies too much on the things that they don't believe in. So they're going to question every single thing you say. That's your best friend. <laughs> this is my best friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I, I think like 600 is the, is the minimum. I could even begin to think about this. 610. <laughs> I'll give you 610. Do I see them often? <laughs> Maybe they come over like once a week for, I don't know, tea and cookies. I don't know what the, <laughs> that's their English, I'm sorry. Tea and cookies. I don't know what you have. I don't know, a slice of apple pie. We call them biscuits in this house. Yeah, maybe I'll be drunk off of the apples by that point because I've been doing it for so long. Um, yeah, I guess for 610, oh, I feel slimy after this one. I really do. <laughs> 610 and a cup of slime. Alrighty. I'm so sorry, Flat Earthers listening. I don't know if they are. I don't know. I've asked this question a few times. I think after like episode three or four, they're like, no. You don't know your audience. They're more entitled to, to do so. I, I encourage all sorts of belief systems. I don't mind. I don't know why specifically this, this podcast, though, out of all of the things that could be listened to to reaffirm their belief. Why this one? Pleasant surprise. I actually, uh, th- thanks to Reddit, like I came onto a Flat Earth Society Reddit group and I really wanted to have a Flat Earth mm interviewed on this podcast mm. and asked them i would listen yeah exactly this is they're entertaining people and i think yeah. i would love to try you want to... an intervention you want a flat earth intervention i'm all about this not so much that i'm facing them with the truth i'm just giving them hypothetical money to believe in such a truth and then hopefully <laughs> bring them over to our side you said that you're uh, scared of heights when did you discover that i think isn't everyone i mean everyone's technically i think most people are scared of heights they're just they're just lying, saying they're not. Um, <laughs> I think I first discovered I was scared of heights the very first time I went skydiving and pretty much regretted it from the moment the door closed to take off. I was like, I've changed my mind. 
So is it falling or just the heights? Because I mean, there's different different fears. I think with heights comes come falls. Um, the potential of a fall is what scares me the most. I've tried to get over this fear. I've tried to bungee jump. I've tried to skydive. I've been on the tallest roller coaster. Nothing has cured me of not enjoying being up high. I think for me mentally, if I'm being super honest, it's the lack of control I have over the events which will follow. So I can be as careful as I want. But if I'm if something happens and I'm not, or there's just something crazy going on, like I'm at Disney or something, then you could just fall. And that is crazy scary to me. For a thousand bucks, you live in a treehouse for a week. How tall? I mean, like treehouse is cool. That's different. That's a that's that's heights disguised as fun. So I don't know how high I can stay. Pretty high. Pretty tall treehouse. Okay, because yeah, I've stayed in some treehouses around the world and country and like Costa Rica and things like that. Because those are those are fun, and the fall is just water. That's kind of that's kind of my thing. Um. I feel like I feel like I could do this for a thousand. You said a thousand dollars. Yeah. A thousand dollars and one week. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not gonna be like going up and down in this treehouse. I'm just gonna like chill out for a week in this in this treehouse. I mean, I thought you were still gonna go to work. <laughs> uh, luckily, I work from home. Yay! Like your point. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, you gotta get groceries then uh does one grocery trip how's that one grocery trip oh okay i don't know now now i'm rethinking if i have to leave once like i don't know a thousand dollars what about what about an extra hundred dollars for my groceries how about you guys order online pizza once i have to order online pizza once it's still a thousand yeah um yes i agree because i feel like i could i can lure the pizza person up you can't bring all groceries though. <laughs> you, can bring the pizza. you can only bring pizza that's fine i will ration this pizza i don't know i just thought it'd be funny someone with a fedora or i would you have that uber eats jacket just coming up a tree house with I feel like they've done something very similar don't worry they've seen it all i actually miss american pizza really different other, other places yeah I mean, I've had this discussion with people on the podcast before, but the thing is with Swedish pizza, it's extremely thin and they don't cut it for you. Oh, they don't cut it for you. That's different. That, that may sound like a whiny, like, no, first, no, no. first world issue, but the thing is when you're sat down and you just have this one round thing, and it's very, yeah. it, 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 I don't know, from, I'm from the UK, so to me that's a problem. I expect to have eight slices. and. Oh, know, yeah. I, I think that's fair. There's a sub place that I refuse to eat at because they make you check whether you want to get your sandwich cut or not, your sub cut. And I just, that's ridiculous. Of course, I want this like 10 inch sandwich cut in half. Why would you ask me this? So I don't, I don't eat there. So I, I understand that. Do you not have Pizza Express in Sweden? Maybe. I haven't actually been. Like we just go to the regular pizzeria up the road. The thing is you pay a certain amount. But then if you want more things on your pizza, you pay everything. Mm, mm-hmm. to, to me, like the, the strange, this, this is a really off the cuff thing, but like when it comes to like socialism in general, Scandinavian countries seem to be pretty good until it comes to their pizza. America is the reverse way. With America, you pay a set price 
and then you get like first five toppings for free. Yeah, that's that's kind of standard here. If we're getting less than three toppings, we're like, ooh, we're very like, what are they trying to make us do? Why are we choosing? But that's because, you know, we we have a knack for overindulgence here and we don't have national health care. So we don't they don't care. Get fat, do whatever, like it's fine. You'll pay for it in insurance. So I think that's that's also why. I don't know about this Biden guy, man. He just reduced pizza toppings down from four to three. Not getting my. <laughs> Imagine if that's what the, the 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 next election came down to was pizza toppings. Oh gosh, I had a pizza when I was in Sweden that was bananas. Yeah. Um, it was very. I had like a banana and chicken pizza. Banana curry chicken, yeah, another one. That was very interesting. I again, it was something that I'd never had, but I try. I'm I am a believer of like try everything once twice if you like it so it's pretty interesting you, you can order like um banana pineapple curry shrimp pine nuts it's it's ridiculous whatever they play the combination that you have here but they sell really well these kids are so weird it's like it's like in the uk when when there's corn on chicken i, I mean on pizza i'm always like whoa why have i never thought about putting corn on pizza it's, it's but... delicious and i speak to a lot of english people about it and i think it's one of the most underrated toppings that's ever existed <laughs> i i might have to second that yeah, because you wouldn't put it together, but when it's on there. But then I, I remember um, baked beans on pizza. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> you're pretty no. close to Boston. You're, you're close to Bean County. <laughs> is, that, is that how it's being viewed outside of the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> you're near Boston. You guys, do you, they do beans. They're the bean people. I mean, I could have said um, Chicago. I mean, they have a giant beanism. You could, you could have. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think baked beans belong on pizza. I mean, change my mind, someone, if if you're so inclined, but I've never, I don't think I would, I would try it, but I, I don't expect to be impressed. I tell you what, when you're staying in that tree house for a week, I'll give you a free uh, bean pizza, <laughs> bean and sweet yes. pizza. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> that's not the pizza I wanted. No, but I'll put it on top. It's fine. You can have your cousins and I'll just put a, put a bean okay. pizza on top. It's fine. Okay, it sweet. It's fine. So we have four major questions coming up for Natalie after this commercial break. Hi, I'm Natalie from the hilarious cannabis wellness comedy podcast, Stoned and Social. It airs every Wednesday at midnight Eastern Standard Time, and it is chock full of information that might be good for anyone, whether you're stoner or not, and also don't forget, we love munchies. We hope to see you there. And we're back. Natalie, how do you think you're doing? I am really questioning some of my decisions, but I'm going to stick with them. Okay, that's good. You can't go back. You can't, can you? I always have to start again. So do you enjoy living in Washington? Do you live there by choice or by circumstance? to say define enjoy um it is dc is a very interesting city it is the little new york that couldn't so it's like living in a pseudo city um it's very button up here i much prefer the west coast were you born on the west coast i was not i was born just a few hours outside of dc but i lived a long time on the west coast and just prefer prefer the chill vibe and people out there 25,000 bucks. Yes. Tomorrow you wake up in the hills of California as a member of the Kardashian family. 
you live like that for four years. No, oh my God. <laughs> you feel the roller coaster there? Oh my God. Okay. So for $25,000, I have to live as a member of the Kardashian family? Four years, yes. What are they going to do to me? Probably give you a makeup brand or something. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the capitalist in me, like immediately just heard cha-ching-ching. Ching, that's what I heard. I was like, oh, I would make a lot of money as a Kardashian. But the price I would pay would be a little bit of my soul. And so I'm really just, <laughs> do I have to be on that show as well? I think they're doing the last season now. Uh, so I might have to be on the the television show. Um, For one, one year, I guess, yeah. Oh, geez, 25,000. Do I get to make any Kanye West jokes? It's <laughs> kind of my... I'm trying to incorporate Yeezys into this question. Um, <laughs> I can bribe you with a lifetime supply of Yeezy, Yeezy trainers or Yeezy shoes. They're such terrible shoes. We have are three they? pair. They, we have three pair in this house. They are the shittest shoes I have ever ever seen they literally bend in half you can take the shoe and you can bend it in half and hold it in one hand it's so weird um i will take that because i'm just planning on making as much money as i can if i'm stuck with the kardashians and i'm hoping that twenty five thousand will help pay for the therapy i'll need after it what specific quality about it that you don't appreciate with the kardashians they're vapid which is not to say that is all that they are, but right now that is how the, that is what the world is consuming from them. They're consuming just this nonsense of a family putting on a show. I think the thing I don't like is their Kardashians try very hard to say and project that they are, they are real. This is who they are. They're very genuine. They're very authentic when pretty much everything about them is very manufactured. Yeah. I think they're a byproduct of the society we're living in now, yes. which is a real shame. I, I think that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a millennial, I'm 26, but I really am very ashamed of <laughs> oh, yeah. most people around my, my age. Uh, I, I don't understand it. I've, I've not been on social media for about four years now. You are not missing anything. I joined very late. I've never had a Facebook and I just... I'm, I'm like you, I'm a millennial too. I'm just squeaked in and I'm really, I, this idea that I keep seeing people talk about online and friends, friends, my friends have kids who say, you know, when we ask them, like, what do you want to do? Like when you grow up now, they want to be like YouTubers or they want to be on a reality television show. And that's such a strange, strange aspiration to have, I think for children. And it's definitely indicative of our culture. I don't know anyone who, when I was 10 said they wanted to be a YouTuber or be on a reality television show as a job. I'm a real big fan of Bill Burr's uh, Monday morning podcast. And he was talking about someone who posted, um, so like these millennials now are just talking about common sense, but dressing it up as some sort of like relic mm. or some sort of messiah. Mm-hmm. And they said there was some, some girl, uh, she posted like, um, did you know that people that lie to you are not there for your best interests? I'm going to say that again. Do you know? <laughs> so the entire show he was using that premise, like he would say something like, I'm going to say that again. Because <laughs> it was so woke, he has, 
you have to say it twice. twice. Of course. Yeah. I've noticed that too. A lot of this like fortune cookie esque knowledge being passed on, like they're, they're like, I don't know, fucking house secrets. It's not, it's just common sense. You will learn these things if you get out into the world and interact with people, not behind your computer screen and have real conversations. You will, you will notice that. Um, okay, could you live as a member of the Kardashian family for four years for 23000 I mean, I could, but would I? Four, like four years is a long time. I don't know why I so quickly agreed to that. I think I'm just doing math in the back of my head of what I'm going to make. Uh, could we do 24? Could you do 24? It's the Kardashians. There's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be drama. Uh, 23750. <laughs> Can you throw an extra 50 cents in just because he might be a better rapper than Kanye? Just kidding. <laughs> 23750.50. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. All right, okay. <laughs> this number's going to get wild. <laughs> One of the things which really struck my attention when you filled out this form is that you don't like twice named food. What, what, why? I don't understand that. Like, why? what's the problem? With you this? just actually proved it when you were making fun of how she needed to say that message twice for you to get it. Um, I've heard you the first time. You say mahi. I'm, I heard you. It's a ma, it's mahi. You don't need to say it's mahi, mahi. Couscous, I'm hearing you. Um, I don't know. Can you just say that again? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's it's always weirded me out as a kid. I was like, why did someone stutter or like what why why say it twice? So I don't know. I think it's just it's just one of my little idiosyncrasies, I think. Would you rather I said like cus squared? I would approve of that. I would approve of, of cus squared. I think that's better. Yeah. Fifty thousand bucks. You must name your next child twice, like Neely or Evie. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, 50,000? I'm not really a kid person. So I'm already unhappy in this in this scenario that I must have a kid. Um, How about a dog or a pet? Okay, 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 okay. That's that's more, I feel like. So I'm, I must name them twice. I, every time I look at this pet, I'm also just going to have a little bit of annoyance because I know I hate their name. <laughs> yeah, I hope they behave so you don't have to say it <laughs> Like four times. <laughs> um, 50,000? Yeah. Do I have to keep it this? Like, is this for the life of the pet? Yeah. Is this for the duration of its existence? How 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 awfully dark is it that after eight years of this, you're kind of like, God, why don't you die soon? It's so <laughs> Like, wow, dark. I've been paid for my time. Why won't you go? I I love pets. <laughs> I do love pets. Um, one of my first pets, actually, you know what? You you asked me where this came from. My very first pet as a as a child was named twice. And maybe this is where it came from. It was a poodle and it was one of those like show poodles that was very prissy. And maybe that's why I just didn't like the two name thing. That was my trauma growing up with, with a pet name twice for 50,000, for 50,000. 50, um, 
yeah, go on. It's a, it's an animal. I probably will just resort to calling it by its species at a certain point. <laughs> Yo, dog. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 50,000. I won't even haggle you down. What would you name it? I had Tom Tom rent down, which I think is a stupid name. I was thinking I would just name it like something that sounds cute, like Kiki or something. That's not bad. Yeah. Why have I not got that down? You also mentioned that you're um, wellness conscious as well. Do you regularly exercise or jog or? Yeah, I am a huge yoga person. I'm into yoga and any kind of stretching. I like um, sensory deprivation tanks and meditation when I can. I've always been interested in that. How is that? I've never, never done it. So awesome. I love them. We have one here in Washington, D.C. that I go to regularly. It is, if you are a person who cannot turn off your mind, I am a person who's constantly thinking, even when it's like 4 a.m. and I know I need to go to bed. They have been one of the few things that kind of calms my mind down and lets me just enjoy the moment and not overthink things i would love to i don't know if they have that in sweden but i'm gonna look it up now because i just i forgot about it yeah they are very i'm very into them i like the ones that there are some that are just open and then there are ones that close like little space pods and those are my favorite ones that you can close and you can have it be completely dark in it or you can have like like led lights going it really depends on what you want you're allowed to microdose on psilocybin before you go I have made the mistake of doing LSD before getting in one. And it was just very, it was a very weird experience. I forgot that I had taken LSD. And so I was in one and just like tripping out and realized about an hour into my, my two hour float that I was like, oh yeah, I, I, right. That's why everything's all weird right now. (laughs) So at your own risk. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can't ground yourself there because you have nothing to grip onto. Mm -mm. Yeah. Wow. $100,000. Every path you take, you must run. Every path I take, I must run? So you're in the... The grocery store? Yeah, grocery store. I was thinking about, like, you're tucking into a meal and you forget the ketchup, you have to run to your fridge and run back. (laughs) You have to go to the bathroom, you have to run to the bathroom. How long? 10 years let's say <laughs> i like that like you're just years. you're just like hmm, what would sound most annoying for 10 years no no way i'm too lazy for 10, that Ten thousand a year <laughs> yeah that's uh i feel like i'm paying to be lazy now um i can give you twelve thousand a year a I make it one thousand a month that's kind of nice i feel like it's i feel like this is gonna get old really quick i'm super clumsy i'm gonna fall i know i'm gonna fall literally what i'm offering you now is basically andrew yang's presidential bid <laughs> <laughs> you just have to run for it just run oh just really believing yourself um okay can i do 13 because i love just like 13 sounds good and it's and i feel like i'm going to be quite unlucky during this yeah i think it's fine i can allow that i'm gonna look so stupid 10 years 130,000. yeah you you would question like how important is the thing you need do i really want to catch up with this now i guess i guess i don't <laughs> do i really need to go to the bathroom now no no 
I'll wait. I mean, that's the thing, because with running comes a sense of urgency. So if you're just like going to the bathroom, <laughs> people are like, oh, do you really need to go? No, I didn't really need to go. It's just who I am. <laughs> you're going to like scare people in the movie theater running. People are going to be fire. Like, it's just, yeah, this is not going to end well. This is going to be a rough 10 years. I hope this is, I hope this is before. No, I think it needs to be after the Kardashians. That way I can I can hopefully use my Kardashian money to pay people to run for me. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you don't want to leave it too late in your life. So you're 60 years old and you have to, 10, next 10 years, you have to run it. But that's not good on your bones. Or is it? Maybe that's why we have osteoporosis. We just need to be running every path we take to go get stuff, even, at, even in the house. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this this weekend. Give it a shot. But I'm not paying you any money. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Okay, Natalie, we're on to your last question. Have you enjoyed yourself so far? Yes, thoroughly. Fantastic. So for the last question, we'll be digging deep into your darkest fear again, which is height. I just want to double check with you. So you said it's not necessarily the falling part that's being suspended in, in the air with the fear of falling, right? What's the scariest part? I, I think the scariest part is you really don't ever know like what's going to happen anything can go wrong when you're up high and it's very different you know I, I slip or I get pushed while I'm standing in the park that's very different than if I'm on the Empire State Building or something I don't know why I'm there but I am always there isn't it well Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> so a quarter of a million dollars once a week for the rest of your life you have a nightmare that you're falling from a tall building oof so this is like a guaranteed dream I will have once a week for the rest of my life. I can give you a very small positive spin that uh. the tall buildings can change every dream. So you could actually be in Tokyo. You could be in Singapore. So you get a nice that world doesn't perspective. Help. It doesn't help. You look around you, you see the palm trees or the, or the spruce trees. Uh, oh, my God. This sounds so terrible. Sleep would be so horrible if this was a guaranteed. Like, I do have dreams sometimes about being up high, but I'm never super scared in my dreams. It's in person. I'll, I'll do it just so that I'm not being a little punk, but I hate every moment that I have to do it. Um, would it be worse if you were suspended in the crane in the sky and it just randomly jolts? No, that would be worse. I had that in brackets, but I just wanted to know which one was worse. A guaranteed fall or like the possibility of falling um it's all the same i don't think your mind really knows the like when you're sleeping you think it's real and when you're falling like again you think <laughs> you think it's real um wow this is a hot this is a quarter of a million dollars this just sounds like it's gonna wreck my mental health i could do once every fortnight do you do four nights in the States? Do you understand that expression? That's every two weeks, but no, that's kind of, no, like only old people say Fortnite <laughs> or military. Aw, and English people. Keep your oh, yeah. oh yeah, we have lots of, we, we're still having this crisp thing, you know, we're still, I'll say get something and like, you mean crisp? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know what I meant. Um, okay, so once every two weeks, that's, that's a little more manageable. There's nothing bad that happens after these dreams, right? Like, I don't, I don't like, I'm worried that I'm going to scare myself to death. That's what I'm really worried. I'm worried that these dreams are going to scare me to death. You don't think that you're going to eventually conquer your fear? Uh, I mean, 
so far I haven't. I've spent the last, I'd say, 20 years, maybe 15, trying to conquer this this fear. I don't know what it's going to take. I think it's honestly going to take me falling from somewhere kind of high and being okay. And then I'll be like, ah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Let's just hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay, every two weeks, one stupid dream, but I get a quarter of a million dollars. Okay, I'm in, I guess. This is, this is so bad. This is, sleep is going to suck. I understand. I actually have a fear of snakes, which happened last year. I was walking my dog. Um, we were foraging mushrooms, and then uh, we stepped in the wrong territory, and then the snake kind of jumped up on its Ooh. back and hissed at us. And then I found out, fuck, I didn't know I was <laughs> I didn't even know the snakes in the country and I didn't know that it was going to be there. So I was like, okay, well that's, that's new. That's a development. Doesn't that suck when you're, you, you think you know everything about yourself and then something happens and you're like, well, damn, that's a new thing about myself. I wasn't, wasn't even aware of. Like I would rather that, I don't know, I tried to do a push up and then I figured out I'm actually double jointed. <laughs> that's a nice thing. Not something that's like, oh, that just scared the shit out of me. Well, that's that's anything I was not anticipating for. No, I, I I don't mind reptiles. I used to have a pet snake growing up, so I'm cool with snakes. I mean, I've been to a zoo and I've petted a snake. This was a wild snake. And like, I, I had no no problem because like they said the venom was gone and uh-huh. it's you know it's fine. So I actually got no problem with the snake itself. I think they're quite beautiful, but it's uh, standing up and hissing, and I see the fangs, and I know oh, for a fact yeah. that it could bite me and it could really hurt. Yeah, I've seen those things on the Discovery Channel. Snake bites look really painful. Yeah, they do. And I think there was there was a show. Uh, it was about a year ago. Last time I saw it, it was kind of like a guy in South Africa who was living is to capture mm-hmm. snakes. Living is to capture. Oh my snakes. gosh, it's kind of like that one television show. I don't know if you know about it, but it's like the deadly insects, and it's it's these it's these guys who let these bugs and things bite them and then they rate how how painful it is i've not seen that but i remember something that happened in the uk and it's a guy that let um bugs which require a host to survive to live inside of him <gasps> which is just gross no. he's like he would like sit in his arm and he would just inject larvae of some sort of bug and he would be like oh okay, my god day 23 i can't feel my lungs or like just weird stuff it's like he knows that that he will get it extracted before he before it does severe damage he would allow them to feed off of him he would feel them like absorbing his no that's mm -mm. no that's a fate worse than death i'll take the king of pain guys because they literally just get stung and bit by the most dangerous animals in the world and that's it and then they're just creating a pain scale i think he even did um what's that one that lives inside of your intestine the ringworm isn't it like a tapeworm. Tapeworm, yeah. I think he actually volunteered to have them living inside of him. That's so crazy. I could never do that. There, I don't think there would be enough money, even on this, to do that. You need to make that a question. Oh, good point. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> so I'm going to add up um, the price of your dignity today, Natalie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some time out and do that. You promote yourself to yourself. This is the time to let yourself shine and tell the listeners who you are and what you're doing on my show. Yep. I am on the show because 
who wouldn't want to be on this show. My podcast is stoned and social. This is my favorite kind of socializing and I love games as well. If you want to check us out, we are available on Wednesdays at midnight in Eastern Standard Time. We will drop a new episode every Wednesday and just give it a listen. We talk about cannabis, friendship, love, munchies. We kind of do it all. And we are on Instagram with the same name, stoned and social like rock and roll. I'm waiting. I'm so nervous. (laughs) I've heard other people's numbers and I've been like, "Eh, but I just always, I don't know. I never wanted to put a price on my dignity, but now I will be able to. I'm uh, just double checking because this is actually higher than I thought it would be. Nice. (laughs) That's all that. (laughs) There's some dignity left. (laughs) Squeezing it out like an old rag in the rain. (laughs) Okay, Natalie, are you ready to hear the price of your dignity this evening? No, but yes. (laughs) So today, Natalie, we've been through hell. We have been through the hills of California. We've been back around. We have named your dog twice. We've sat on an empire. We've drank an entire bottle of booze. And we've eaten so many apples, it's giving us diarrhea. So for the price of all of those things plus more, it's going to cost me... $455,801. Wow. I'm not a cheap date, huh? Okay, that's, that's, I'm, I'm actually not embarrassed by that number. I think you should be loud and proud. I think you're rating pretty highly. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. I'm pleased with myself. Do you think you would do better than that? Or do you think that's about right on the money? I was hoping to be somewhere in the four hundred to $500,000 range. So that sits perfect. Anything to say to the listeners before we sign off here, Natalie? You might think you know what your dignity is worth, but you won't until you come on the show. <laughs> that's nice. I might use that as a soundbite. All right. This has been Price Tag Podcast. That has been Natalie. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, we will see you next time on the Price Tag Podcast. Goodbye. Bye.